Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. We hear a lot about heredity and breast cancer, what potentially has been passed on to you by your parents. So what are the risks of your family history when it comes to breast cancer? Well, here to talk about heredity with breast cancer is Dr. Michael Houghton, a specialist in oncology and hematology at Tidelands Health. Dr. Houghton, thanks for your time today. So how do you assess heredity when it comes to breast cancer risk? So uh, it's a great question. So it's a, a common subject that comes up with a lot of my patients um, to try to figure out, you know, what caused their cancer, you know, and breast cancer being by far the, the most common breast cancer in females in the United States. And so, you know, a lot of patients, my job is to try to, you know, re-educate them on or educate them on the, the risks for breast cancers. And, you know, some people feel like there's a very large hereditary risk and other people don't understand. In general, what I tell people in terms of breast cancer, only about 5 to 6% of breast cancers are actually inherited. And so not, you know, that means 95% of breast cancers are from other factors, whether it be age or estrogen exposure. When I meet someone with a newly diagnosed breast cancer, I, I go through a detailed, you know, family history to look for other clues in regards to who might be at an increased risk for an inherited breast cancer, and that would lead us to do um, other testing. And so, some of those those risk factors that most oncologists will look for are a younger female, so usually less than the age of 50 years old, having a new diagnosed breast cancer, a particular type of breast cancer. There's there's several different subtypes of breast cancer. One of them is called triple negative breast cancer, and that just has to do with some of the receptors that we look at. And when someone has that type of breast cancer and they're under the age of 60, we think about inherited cancers. And then the other things are multiple family members, uh, usually first degree, second degree relatives that are, are younger, usually less than the age of 50, as well as that had breast cancer, as well as family members that have other cancers that we sometimes will associate with inherited breast cancer syndromes. Um, And so some of those cancers are sometimes uh, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, and then one of the more common ones that a lot of people know of is ovarian cancer. And I go through that family history looking for clues at who might have an increased risk of an inherited syndrome. And then if any of those kind of clues pop up, we'll delve further into how we can see if they they truly have an inherited cause that might end up changing the management in terms of their overall care. Right. So you said a couple of things there that I just want to go back to. You said that uh, it's true that women who develop breast cancer, most do not have a strong family history of the disease is only five to six percent are hereditary. But does yeah. breast cancer, so that means that it does occur more often than usual in some women because of their family history and genetic makeup. Yes, and that is correct. And so just to give an example, the most common hereditary breast slash ovarian cancer syndrome by far, in the BRCA gene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the general population, you know, know about the BRCA gene because celebrities and other people who have been diagnosed with that and bring it to public attention. And out of all the breast cancer syndromes, hereditary syndromes, most common one we know of. And so, for example, um, in a woman, if they had a, a BRCA gene mutation, and there's, there's actually two different 
variants of that. There's a BRCA1 and a BRCA2, and they're associated with slightly different risks of cancers. So, for example, the BRCA1 gene, a, a female has about a 65% chance of developing breast cancer, and that's up to the age of 70. And so if that woman lived longer, uh, she would further have an increased risk beyond that. And to put that in perspective, average person, unselected by genetic factors or family history or other previous cancers, the general female in the U.S. has about a one in eight chance of developing breast cancer. And so that comes out to roughly about a 12% risk of developing breast cancer. And so a 12% jumping to a 65% risk is a very, very large increase. Um, And so we have to be more vigilant in how we treat those individuals. Right. So if you have a mutation in one of those genes, BRCA1 or 2, you have a 65% more likelihood of developing breast cancer. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. In general. So it would roughly be, you know, going from a 12 to 65. So you're you're basically saying you have a a 50% increase in, in breast cancer. And for that particular gene, the other common cancer that increases the risk of is is ovarian cancer. And so um, you can have up to a, a 40% increased risk of having ovarian cancer compared to the, the general population. And so those risks are, are so high that, you know, that's where people start talking about whether prophylactic mastectomies or whether, you know, having over, ovaries removed um, would be appropriate preventative strategies to, you know, decrease the risk of those occurrences. Right. So if you are concerned about these two genes and you want yeah. to get tested, what does that involve? So so getting tested, there's several different ways to go about it. So usually, most of the time, uh, these conversations occur in you know an oncology office or sometimes with a genetic counselor if there's one available um, and a patient so desires to talk to a genetic counselor. There's several different companies that perform genetic testing to check for the genes that we know of that cause inherited syndromes. And it usually involves just a blood test. So you get your blood collected and that blood is then sent off to one of these companies that has panels that they run to look for specific mutations that we know of that are linked to cancer syndromes and inherited cancer syndromes. And that list continues to grow. So as we find out more about other mutations that cause inherited cancer syndromes, those companies tend to expand their testing and add those into it. So, you know, a test that uh, a patient, you know, a, a breast cancer patient got 10 years ago, and if she got the same test today, it most likely is going to be testing for some additional mutations that we didn't know about 10 years ago. So with time, things do change. And that, that's a consideration in terms of, you know, ever repeating the test. Potentially, if you, you had a very strong indication that there was a family history and the first time they did the test, there was no mutations that were identified. Okay. So that makes sense. So if you are concerned that you may have one of these genes, if you have a family history of cancer, you can certainly get uh, get those two genes tested. And for someone with a family history of breast cancer, is another option to start breast cancer screenings at an earlier age than normal? So that's a great question. In patients that we define as having high risk of breast cancer, and, and usually in a patient that, you know, that that's a patient that hasn't had a a breast cancer yet, and they have a a significant history for it, the best strategy is the affected individual, meaning the individual that had the cancer, in this case, let's say breast cancer, 
the best strategy is hopefully they were able to be tested for genetic mutation that could be identified. And then when that comes up, and if someone, you say, you know, my, my mom was tested and she had the BRAC mutation, um, and there's a significant history of uh, cancer in my family, and, you know, I'm concerned I have the BRAC mutation, you know, that person could come and, and we could talk about the risks and benefits of testing them. And, mm-hmm. and usually that's where a genetic counselor will be helpful to talk about the social effects, the economic effects, and the kind of guidelines recommendations. But if that individual was BRCA mutated, they're considered at higher risk for breast cancer. And so that does change the screening process that we do for them. And so instead of getting, let's say, just getting your yearly mammogram, which is a, you know, a, a screening mammogram in those higher risk patients, guidelines now would suggest considering doing an MRI of the breast to help detect earlier cancer formation and, and, and kind of starting at an earlier um, uh, time frame than standard breast screening. In addition, guidelines would talk about in those patients having that upfront conversation about given the risk of breast cancer, given the risk of, let's say, ovarian cancer with the BRCA mutation, about considering at what point, you know, do we want to talk about doing prophylactic procedures such as mastectomies um, and ophorectomies where you remove your ovaries to try to really decrease the risk of a cancer occurring in that patient. So there are a lot of options uh, that should be discussed with your physician and strategies to employ then as well. Dr. Hotton, uh, thank you today for your discussion about hereditary breast cancer. Can you wrap it up for us? Why should someone choose Tylenz for their health needs? I think that at Tylenz, we have a lot of you know, really caring physicians and caring you know, nurses and staff that really bring the patient at ease with their care and allow them to have a more stress-free uh, time. Um, and I think that we have uh, access to clinical trials that allow patients to try the newest and latest uh, treatment options and, and not have to you know, go to a major city um, and allow them to get that same benefit that other people are uh, right here in their home. So, Which thank is, you for uh, your time today. Very important. You bet. That's all very important and very uh, beneficial as well. Dr. Houghton, thank you. And for more information about Tidelands Health Physicians, Services, and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.